Well, look, if you've got your Bible, why don't you take a hold of it right now? Here's what Romans chapter 15, verse 13 says. Uh, It says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me just read the first part of that verse again. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and with peace. Here's what Philippians 4 verse 4 says. It says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Everyone say that with me at home. Say rejoice. And I want to talk to you this morning for a couple of moments about the whole area of joy. The whole area of joy. Because, you know, when we're in a lockdown or when we're going through this pandemic, oftentimes we are looking at what is happening in our lives, in our worlds. And uh, if we spend too much time focused on what is happening around us, it can actually have an impact on the inside of us uh, that can really have an, an, an impact in our joy. And I want to talk to you this morning about how you can have joy when you're going through tough times. When you can have joy when life is not necessarily kind of brilliant on the outside, but still, like the Apostle Paul teaches us, we can abound and be filled with the joy of the Lord. Doesn't that sound good? Um, You know, joy, uh, what a great word. What does it mean to be joyful? Is it just a feeling or is it more than that? I've actually heard it described like this. Joy can be a spectrum and it can be anything from extreme hilarity right the way through to a calm delight. Say that again. Joy can be a extreme hilarity all the way through to calm delight. Um, You know, we all love those moments in life, don't we, when we just kind of have a bellyache laugh where something is so funny, something grabs a hold of us so much, you know, it causes us to double over and, and just cry out loud with laughter. Those are amazing moments, aren't they? Um, i got four children, and uh, one of them, I won't give away uh, which one, but one of my four children uh, is prone to extreme hilarity. And uh, when he or she gets going, when something kind of tickles them, a joke happens, something, you know, I'm not joking you, if we're in a restaurant, the entire restaurant knows about it. If we're at home, they can quite easily fall off their dinner table onto the floor. I mean, they just exhibit this extreme hilarity and it's infectious, isn't it? But of course, we don't go through life with those moments of extreme hilarity all the time. It's not like we're like doubling over with laughter at every moment of our life. And so I love this sense of we can go through life with a calm delight. We can actually go to work. We can go about our everyday business. We can go through lockdown. We can go through a pandemic. We can go through the trials of life. We can go through whatever life may throw at us. And yet we can walk through it, not always with extreme hilarity, but we can go through life with this calm delight. You know, just that inner peace, that inner quiet, that kind of knowing that no matter what's going on right now, it's going to be okay. I I trust 
in a God who's able to bring me out uh, to the other side. Um, you know, the Bible sometimes speaks about this. It speaks about joy unspeakable. Joy unspeakable. What's that all about? Joy unspeakable is really talking about the times in life when we really shouldn't have joy, but we have joy anyway. You know, those times when we go through crisis in life, where we go through dark moments, painful moments, hurting moments, and yet still there can be a joy, a calm delight in our lives that carries us through. You know, just recently here in our church in London, uh, sadly, uh, one of the members of our church um, sadly lost his, his wife. And it happened very suddenly. It was over in just just literally from when she got sick to when she passed away was just a few, a few days. And naturally, it's been an incredibly painful process for the family, especially losing her at a young age so quickly. But you know, as I've spent time uh, with this amazing family, and particularly uh, the lady's husband, you know, he often just talks about despite what has been going on, despite the loss, despite the pain, there are moments of joy that he feels in life. And in a way, it doesn't make sense. It's joy unspeakable. It's joy unspeakable. And I want to say that you can go through moments of pain and moments of despair and yet still have that calm delight on the inside that will carry you through. Joy is so much more than a feeling. In fact, joy is powerful. The Bible tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. In fact, what keeps us going through tough times, what keeps us moving through the challenges of life is actually the anointing and the power that comes from living a life that is filled with the joy of God. And so actually when we have joy, it sustains us and it enables us to keep on going forward. And let me let you in on a little secret this morning. You know, we do have an adversary. We, we, we do have an enemy who wants to come after us. But you know, the enemy is not really so much interested in your stuff as he is in your joy. He's not so much interested in the house you live in, whether it's a mansion or whether it's a shack. Not so much interested in the car you drive, whether it's a, a six-figure sports car or if it's just a beat-up little old thing that's just hanging in there. He's not so much interested in that as he is in coming after your joy. Because you can lose your stuff and still have joy. But if you lose your joy, you'll lose your strength. You'll lose your power. You'll lose your ability to persevere and keep on going through tough times. You know, and the reason I'm talking to you about joy this morning, to be perfectly honest with you and to be perfectly open, is that there has been a season in my life when I've had to reflect upon my own life and, and actually ask the question, what's happened to my joy? There's been some times when the things that I was once passionate about, the things that once got me excited, didn't seem to get me as excited anymore. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. There are moments in life where something happens and it's like, it's joyful. It's like, I don't know, maybe you buy a new house and you're, and you're joy-filled. It's like, wow, this is amazing. This, this thing is bringing me so much joy. But you leave it for long enough and it no longer brings you a great sense of joy. It just becomes ordinary. A couple of years ago, I was privileged enough to get a beautiful brand new car 
and it's a car that I really wanted. It's a, it's a fast car. It's a, got a turbo in it. It's, it's just a beautiful car. And, you know, when I got it, it's like, wow, it's joyful to drive. But how many of you know, after just a short period of time, it really just becomes another car. It's, it's just transport from A to B. And I think sometimes in life, we're deriving our joy from things rather than the ultimate source of our joy. And I want to talk to you about that a little bit this morning. Um, before I do, though, I just want to say this. I, I, I want you to know that when it comes to the will of God for your life, if you're asking me, what's the will of God for my life? Of course, that's a, a multifaceted answer. But I want you to know this, that it is the will of God for your life to be joyful. It is the will of God for you to go through life and enjoy it. If you're watching this morning and you are merely surviving, if you're merely making it through, if you go to work and you're just putting up with it to get to the end of the day, if, if family life has become so difficult, perhaps even toxic, that, that it's like I just got to make it through, make it through. I, 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 I empathize with you this morning, but I want to say God's got a, a higher standard of living. His highest standard is for you to be filled with joy and actually enjoy every season of your life. To enjoy the season of little kids, but to enjoy the season of teenagers. To even enjoy the season when your kids leave home and you're an empty nester. I'm not there yet, but it's coming soon. And I want to be someone that not only enjoyed them when they were little and enjoyed them when they were teenagers, but enjoy them as adults. I believe it's possible to go through life. In fact, it's the promise of God for us that we could walk through every season of life with joy. Let me give you a couple of scriptures just to, to ground this this morning. Uh, Jesus speaking in John 16, verse 24, he says this, Until now you have asked nothing in my name, but ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Jesus says, come to me, ask of me what you need, receive it that you would have the fullness of joy. John 15 verse 11, these things I have spoken to you that my joy, Jesus's joy, would remain in you and that your joy would be full. Everyone say that at home right now, that my joy would be full. Don't you love that? Jesus doesn't want us to have half full joy, 20% full joy tanks, 80% joy. He actually wants us to be full to the brim with joy that comes from him. It's pretty awesome. John 17 verse 13 says, But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. It is really clear when you spend a little bit of time at reading the teachings of Jesus that he was joyful, that he's full of joy, that heaven is a place of joy, and God actually wants us to go through life full of his joy. I don't know about you, but I think that's an amazing promise. And it's something for us to grab a hold of and embrace in our lives. Now, maybe you're watching and you're saying, well, Mark, that's all very well, 
I'm, I'm glad those promises are in the Bible, but I'm not experiencing joy right now. Uh, you may be experiencing anything but joy. You may be experiencing anxiety. You may be experiencing fear. You may be experiencing disappointment. Could be a whole lot of things. And, and here's what I've come to discover. When the Holy Spirit lives in our lives, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, Galatians 5 teaches us, is a whole number of things. But one of those things is joy. So God is full of joy. When we became born again, the Bible says our spirits were made anew. And so now we have within us the Holy Spirit who is filled with joy. So I just want to let you know this morning that within you is God and he is filled with joy. So you don't need to go looking for joy in a whole lot of different places. It is found in you. Here's the problem. We are humans. We make mistakes We sometimes get life messed up, and it's in the messing up of our lives. It's sometimes the decisions that we make or the things that happen to us that actually become killers of our joy. Now, I don't have time to go into all of these this morning, but let me just give you a couple of things quickly that maybe are happening in your life that are actually diminishing the outworking of God's joy that is actually in you. Here's a couple of examples. Uh, Unforgiveness and bitterness. Unforgiveness and bitterness. If that is something that's in your life right now, then you can expect there to be a diminishing of joy. They they are, if you like, poison to joy. They, They will reduce the joy in our lives if we don't deal with them. Uh, Here's a couple of other ones. Um, Trying to figure everything out. Trying to figure everything out. If you're someone that needs to work every single detail out in your life, then you are going to struggle to live this life of joy. Uh, The Bible says, trust in the Lord. Trust in Him. Don't lean on your understanding. And, And when we don't do that, when we try to work it all out in our heads, It will actually rob you of joy. In fact, I really believe this. I believe in the presence of faith, there is always joy. When when we are in the place of belief, there is joy. But when we're in the place of unbelief or trying to work it all out in our own heads, often joy is not present. A couple of other things that will rob your joy are meddling in other people's business. If you're someone out there that likes to get involved, (laughs) come on now, if you like to get involved in other people's worlds that are outside of your control, outside of your sphere of influence, got really nothing to do with you, but you like to try and solve their problems for them, you watch, joy is not going to be a major consideration in your life. How about this one? When you feel guilty about things that you've done in the past. If you're someone who constantly feels guilty about mistakes you've made, about things you've said, things you've done, or things you didn't say, or things you didn't do, and it plagues you, and you think about it, and you beat yourself up about it, then the truth is you're not going to experience joy. We've got to deal with that stuff. We've got to, we've got to give it a go. We've got to let it go. 
and receive His forgiveness in our lives and we'll start to see joy flow again. So many things I could talk to you about this morning. How about this one? Feeling sorry for yourself. Feeling sorry for yourself. If you're someone who goes through life and you just feel sorry for yourself all the time and you think that life is harder for you than it is for other people and you think, oh, if only they had on their plate what I've got on my plate or, or if only I had the opportunities that they were given, if only I had that money or whatever it might be. When you feel sorry for yourself, guess what? You're not going to feel very joyful. And these are all things that contaminate uh, joy in our lives. I could talk about comparison this morning, one of the greatest joy killers. I could talk about failing to live in the present day and constantly living in the future or living in the past. All of those things are destroyers of joy in our lives. I actually love what Joyce Meyer says on this subject. Joyce Meyer says this, When you lose your joy, are you ready for this? Here's some great wisdom coming your way. Uh, When you lose your joy, here's a couple of things you really ought to do. Number one, examine what you've been thinking about. Examine what you've been thinking about. Number two, think about what you've been talking about. Think about what you've been talking about. Don't you love that? When you lose your joy, take a moment to think about what you've been thinking about and to think about what you've been speaking about because it's quite possible in those two areas you are doing something that is actually robbing you from joy. Now I've said of all of this really to come to this point at the latter part of my message that I want you to get a hold of this morning. How do we live with joy. Where does joy come from? Well, listen, joy doesn't come from out there. Uh, You know, your, your, your spouse may bring joy to your life, but the truth is they're not the source of joy. Your job may bring joy to your life, but it's not the source of your joy. Uh, Your, your career Uh, Your education, your studies, they they may be joyful things in your life, but they're not the the source of your joy. Uh, Here's a newsflash for you. Your sports team may bring joy to your life, but it's not the source of your joy. Here in the UK, we love to talk about the weather. The weather in the UK is not, it is definitely not, because it's hardly ever good, it's not the source of our joy. It may bring joy, but it's not the source of our joy. Here's the source of our joy. Are you ready for this? Romans 14, verse 17 says this, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or what we drink. In other words, it's not external and it's not physical, but rather the kingdom of God is what? It's a matter of living a life of goodness. Some translations say righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. What is the kingdom of God all about? The kingdom of God is about living a life of, life of peace, righteousness and joy in what? In your job. No. In your spouse. No. In the thing you love to do. No. It's in God. This is so basic and yet we move past it so often. The source of your joy, the source 
of my joy is in our relationship with Jesus. That is the thing that is able to sustain us through whatever we go through. That's how you go through a pandemic and still have joy. That's how you go through a lockdown and still have joy. Can I even say it? That's how you can lose someone precious from your life and still have the sound of joy in your life when you have taken the time to cultivate and to develop a relationship, a genuine relationship, a meaningful relationship with God in your life. When He is present, when He's, he's in the throne room of your heart, you can go through some of the most tough and rough stuff that life may have to throw at you, and yet still you have joy. Isn't that amazing? You can wake up on a Monday morning and, and, and go to that place of relationship with Him, and it will be the source of joy. Listen, at the start of this message, I, I said there's been a season when I've had to look around and at times say, where's my joy gone? And the truth is, as I've thought about what I've been thinking about, and thought about what I've been speaking about, there are times when I've sought to find joy in other places rather than bringing it back to basics. No, my joy is in the Lord. My joy is in the relationship I have with Him. That's why Paul can write to the, the Philippian church uh, from a prison cell and talk about joy all the time. That's why Psalm 23 can tell us that in the presence of our enemies, we can sit at a banqueting table with Jesus and have a celebration. You know, it makes no sense to the world, but, but somewhere there is a sweet time of fellowship with Him in the midst of whatever life may throw at you that is actually the source of our Joy. Can I get an amen wherever you're watching this this morning? I'm coming to the end of this message this morning, but I wanted to remind you of a very old song that you may or may not know. Um, I, I preached this message in our church a few weeks ago, and uh, probably everyone under the age of 30 had never heard of it. And of course, I'm only a little over that. And so uh, I did remember it. And uh, also, most people from certain uh, maybe Pentecostal denominations were unfamiliar with it, but my Baptist friends and my Anglican friends and uh, a bunch of others uh, remembered it well. It's an old children's song called Joy is the Flag Flown High from the Castle of My Heart. Now, some of you are smiling right now because you can remember it. We actually broke into song in our service uh, when, when I shared this song. It says, Joy is the flag flown high from the castle of my heart, from the castle of my heart, from the castle of my heart, for the king is in residence there. Now, here's the cool thing. As you know, in the UK, we have a monarchy. Uh, we don't have a king right now. We have a queen. We'll have a king at some point in the future. But right now, we have a queen. And the queen has a number of different places where she lives. She's got Windsor Castle. She's got uh, Buckingham Palace. She's got Sandringham. She's got Balmoral. She's got a choice of wonderful palaces where she can live. And, and here's what happens is when, when she leaves a palace they fly the flag at half-mast. But when she's in resident or residence, 
in a palace or an estate, they fly the flag at full mast. So, so here's how you know when the queen is in residence is they fly a flag. They, they, they fly a royal flag above the castle to say, hey, the queen is in residence here today. Listen, I love some of these old songs, these children's songs, because they have such wonderful truth attached to them. This song says when the king, Jesus, is in residence in your heart, when when he's right there, when, when he's in relationship, fellowship with you, then the flag that will be flying over your life is not the flag of disappointment. It's not the flag of anxiety. It's not the flag of disappointment or any of those things. It is the flag of joy. Come on, somebody. Anybody this morning have the king in residence in their heart and you can say, yes, Mark, I agree with you. When I'm in, when the king is in residence on the throne of my life, over my life is a flag of joy flying for all the world to see. I don't know who's on the throne of your heart this morning. I, I don't know who has preeminence. I don't know if it's disappointment. I don't know if it's bitterness. I don't know if it's depression. I don't know if it's sickness. I don't know what's on the throne of your heart this morning, but here's what I know. If we would develop a relationship with King Jesus and place Him on the throne of our hearts, then from the deepest, most innermost places of our lives, a, 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 a feeling, a knowing, a calm delight, even an extreme hilarity will rise up in our lives. It's called joy. And my friend, it will propel you through life. It will sustain you through life. It will get you up off the floor and get you moving again. It will break you free from some things that have been holding you down. If only we could have joy afresh this morning. I want to know, you to know all the way from the UK right now, I am praying and believing and standing with you in your homes right now that the wonderful anointing of the Holy Spirit will come afresh right now and would fill your heart with the most wonderful joy. I bless you right now, wherever you are. I bless you that you would be filled with the most wonderful relationship with Jesus, that you would invite Him in, say yes to Him, so that we no longer go looking for joy out there, but joy comes from right in here. Father, I bless every person right around the world, wherever they are, as they place you on the throne of their lives. Thank you, Lord, that joy is coming afresh. And everybody who believed it said, Amen. God bless you guys.